extreme heat descends on the Kansas City Metro, you can feel it radiate off of buildings and dark pavement. Built-up areas like downtown become nearly unbearable, superheating well beyond the outlying areas. It's called the urban heat island effect, and Kansas City, dominated by highways and parking lots, gets hit hard. I'm Allison Kite. Welcome to the Kansas Reflector Podcast. On this week's episode, we're looking at extreme heat in Kansas City, which can be devastating for the city's most vulnerable residents and is expected to become more frequent over the coming decades. Typically, a heat, um, what's referred to as an urban heat island, occurs in areas where there's less trees and more, con- as a consequence, more, co- more concrete. Um, but it also corresponds with uh, vulnerable populations. That was Gerald Schechter. Schechter is the city of Kansas City's sustainability coordinator. Urban heat islands occur when pavement and buildings trap and re-release heat. It can be mitigated by tree cover, but in some older neighborhoods of Kansas City and industrial areas, there's almost no tree canopy to help. As a result, the city is on average several degrees hotter than surrounding areas, increasing the risk of heat exhaustion and heat strokes. Those who don't have somewhere cool to go are most at risk. When the heat index climbed above 100 degrees earlier this month, Salvation Army volunteers mobilized to deliver water bottles around the city's urban core. I was in the truck with Fred Angotti and Janice Bell. It's 93, but the heat index is 100. So when the heat index, I guess, gets up to 99 to 100 or higher, then they send this out. Go ahead and get your water. These, these are the worst conditions you will see the homeless when the, ex, the heat is this excessive. And it's so bad in Kansas City that the images don't go away once you park the truck. The images stay with you for several days at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and you see the same people over and over again, but the way, because of COVID, there are more people on the street and there's more women and younger people on the street today. Thank you. The researchers know heat islands are worse where trees are scarce and pavement, especially dark pavement, is plentiful. It's not clear exactly what the hottest spots in Kansas City are. To figure that out, the University of Missouri, Kansas City is conducting research with funding from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration to map heat in the city's urban core. In early August, volunteers drove around Kansas City with sensors, detecting heat once every second. C.J. Best lives in Kansas City and volunteered to collect data as part of the UMKC project. He and another volunteer drove around the city for an hour one Friday afternoon so their sensor could collect heat data. So you had a a sensor attached to your car. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of describe what what that looked like and kind of what the idea is behind this project? Mm Sure. The sensor itself is just a couple pieces of PVC pipe um, glued together with a sensor measuring temperature um, that just fits into the passenger side window. So as you're driving around every second it takes a point of data collecting the air temperature there. The idea being that throughout the city different areas with trees or concrete and building height that that will have different effects on the temperature there so we can understand how the landscape affects people's experience with the temperature, especially on hot days. Feng Pen Sun, an assistant professor at UMKC, is leading the project. He said studies have shown that Kansas City is among the most severely affected by urban heat islands. 
The temperature in the core of the city can be more than a dozen degrees hotter than surrounding rural areas. This is something not, you know, we wouldn't talk about climate change, right? We just talk about, you know, it happens not only in the remote areas such as glaciers, such as, you know, the Arctic. It happens in our neighborhood. We definitely see more and more frequent, you know, heat waves and higher temperatures. So it is happening in our neighborhood. That's something that's very important for this project. Another one, hopefully with the results, we'll be able to work with our local, with local government and uh, our community leaders. And when they think about some uh, mitigation to reduce the urban heat, they know where, you know, uh, where in the, in the neighborhood the people are suffering the most of the heat. All because of the the urban heat water. island can have severe effects on people with underlying health conditions. It raises the risk of heat exhaustion or strokes and the extreme heat traps ozone emissions low in the atmosphere, lowering the air quality. When heat rises to extreme levels, air conditioners have to work overtime, raising electrical bills and straining the grid. Here's Gerald Schechter again. In every other city where it's been measured, it corresponds with uh, vulnerable populations, whether that be income or, or people who are elderly or, um, uh, or however vulnerability is determined. Um, and that has, that's an equity issue, a social equity issue, and ultimately a health issue. Urban heat islands can be mitigated by planting more trees and laying down lighter pavement on roads and building lighter colored roofs. City governments can make a big difference in pursuing those policies. Kansas City right now is working on updating its plan. We uh, adopted uh, in 2008 a climate protection plan. And we're right now at the, fr at the early stages of completely revising and revamping that uh, climate protection plan to a climate protection and resiliency plan, which brings in social equity environmental and environmental justice issues with a, a, a focus on vulnerable populations. So it'll have a real impact on um, how that turns out and, and what the policy decisions are and ultimately program decisions that flow from, the, from, from uh, that process. Allison Kite bringing you the latest research and work being done on urban heat islands in Kansas City. That's all for this week, but we'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, thanks for listening, Kansas.